Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Good evening. My name is Michael Clark. I'm not afraid to give my name. Uh, we're here tonight to talk once again, as we do every Monday night, about the only truly impenetrable um, asset protection program in the world, my friends. When it's done correct and when it's put together correct, it's the only one in the world. Nothing can compete with it. And we've had attorneys and, and um, people from both the U.S. and Canada that have had questions and have said it can't be done, and I answer every one of their questions, and they say, wow. This is for real. So, tonight's talking points, I have a talking points every night that I talk about a little bit. And tonight's talking points is, it's not going to be a long one, STS and President Trump. I don't know how many of you were aware, but when they were talking a few days ago about um, Trump um, getting rid of his businesses in a way that'll benefit him, benefit the country, benefit his family. I mean, he's taken all these years to build up this business, and he had, it is my firm belief that he has, he knew what he was putting on the line, but he has put his life on the line, not, not literally, but well, maybe, but uh, to try and help this country. He no more needs this crap and this garbage than the man in the moon. He could live a great life the rest of his life and be in some other country if he wanted to be or whatever. But it, again, it's my firm belief that he's done this because he sees what a mess this country is in right now. <clears throat> We're not respected. And this is, this is not, it's not political, but, but it's just a fact. We're not respected by any of our allies. I've got friends in Germany and, and England and Italy and different places. And, um, um, the United States is not respected one iota. Matter of fact, uh, quite a few Canadians we talk from time to time, and they said, Mike, when, when we were younger, we used to think, man, the United States, what a great country, and it stands, they stand up for their values, and they treat people correctly. It hasn't been that way for quite some time, my friends. And we all know it. You know, this isn't, I voted for Republicans, and I voted for Democrats in my years. And um, so this isn't, a, a, this, if I think a person's a good person for a position, I vote for that person for that position, regardless. But my, uh, what I wanted to bring to your attention, does anybody, and feel free to type it in, see if we know, does anybody know how he dispersed his, how he is in the process of dispersing his assets? Matter of fact, I think it's done by now. Um, dispersing his assets. Did anybody hear that? And did it hit home with you? Go ahead and uh, if you want to if you want to say something, um, oh, you can't really say something. Um, Chappie, that's close. That's close. Um, Chappie has said blind trust, and that is close. Um, okay, what do we got here? Duzeray has logged into the checks. Southern Alberta. Est well, 
Guess six. You're close too, okay? All they call it is a trust. And they specifically said it's not a blind trust, okay? Blind trust is basically, um, it's not worth that much and it would have caused a lot of tax problems and this and that. But when they said, they said, the last time I heard it, which was yesterday, and they said it's not a blind trust, it's a trust. Now, if it's not a blind trust and it's not statutory, and I don't, I don't know for sure how they would put their blind trust together, but I'm sure they wouldn't put it together in a statutory manner. It is a trust. So what kind of trust would that be? Hmm, what kind of trust would that be, do you think? Those of you that are so intelligent about this now because you know of this program. The chap, you're right, that's the first thing I said, too, before I heard the answer. Um, uh, no, I very specifically... Well, anyway, if you heard the other, you heard the other. But I very, I heard him say on a couple of different occasions, it is not a blind trust. It is a trust. They were very adamant about that. And uh, well, if it's not a, if it's not a blind trust, then it's got to be possibly a just a pure trust, doesn't it? And that that means it is a contract trust. And um, so anyway. I just wondered how, I caught it immediately, and I wondered how many people, well, first I thought, blind trust, because, and then when they said, no, it's a trust. Well, that would, again, that would uh, say that it is a, just a trust. And I'll try and get some verification on that, but kind of listen, because they're going to be talking about it, you know, for the next couple of weeks, about how he disposed of his businesses to where he, the taxes went out, and properly and this and that and everything else and um anyway it was very interesting um and i was wondering how many of you caught it because i, I know nobody else um in normal america in the normal united states or canada probably really caught it and probably most of them thought that that it, w- it was a blind trust but it wasn't um so that's why because they want they want to make sure that when his term is over they can turn this business around, and um, I was talking with Bill Tully and some of his people, his contacts, and they said, yeah, that's the purpose of it, because he wants to be able to, to turn it around after his his uh, years as president, whether it's four or whether it's eight. They want to turn that around to um, to make sure that, that he's still got, he can be placed into a position of uh, ultimate control not ownership, control. And um, I'd never heard that before, and I've listened to a lot of things about Trump and his businesses and his family and how they they did it. And it's just um, brilliant that he's trying to get, whether you like him or not, he's trying his best to do the right thing, okay? My opinion. It's just my opinion. If you've got a different opinion, that's fine. We're not going to talk politics. But but, um, I thought it was just um, pretty neat that for a Republican or a Democrat, that they were really trying to do things properly, okay? And um, that's what gives me faith in that. I was a big Kennedy man. A man. I wasn't a man. I was a kid. I was a big Kennedy kid. Matter of fact, he got, he was uh, killed. He was assassinated the year I, in 1963, the year I um, got out of high school, the year I graduated from high school. And I remember I was working out of Bethlehem. We all remember. I was working out of Bethlehem Steel. They were just building that big new steel mill right at, right at the bottom of, lakes, uh, of uh, Lake Michigan. And um, I was just a 17-year-old punk then. 
and um, new iron worker, and um, they just shut the job down. I think it was about 11 o'clock that somebody came around and told everybody dog off for the day because President Kennedy's just been killed, and um, basically everybody I know was walking back to the shanty with tears in their eyes, the old older iron workers, the tough guys, everybody. I don't think anybody could believe it. You can't. They don't. They don't assassinate people anymore. These are the modern days, 1963. My goodness. I, um, so anyway, just wanted to share a little bit of that. And, and the, the Trumps know if if they've got a trust, they know the benefits of it. They know the tax benefits. They know, and that, because they've got the attorneys that can use them, they know the protection benefits. They know the privacy benefits. He's got, what, 500 companies or something? God bless him, man. I I get tired just running one company, a couple companies anyway. But um, anyway, I just wanted to share that with you tonight to see how many people really did get, um, did catch it up, catch it on the, on the news or whatever. Um, let's see. Okay, I got a chat. Um, so anyway... I'm gonna. If uh, if anybody has any questions, I'm gonna go ahead and start. I was I was given a number of them. Um, yes, first time tonight. Okay, that's good. And um, that's one of that's one of my first questions, Mike. How does how does this particular trust? I had a fellow, Cal Streeter, had introduced a fellow by the name, or, or yeah, a fellow by the name of Kevin to come on the call tonight too. And Kevin, I hope you're on the call. Um, I hope you were able to get my uh, the stuff that I sent you so that you can come on the call. So let me take a take a drink of water right here, and we will get started. Okay, I've got to tell you, <laughs> I've got to tell you something though before I get started. I was talking with Bill. Uh, what's today? Monday. I was talking with Bill last week, and and the doctor had given me some. Uh, Hydrocordone to take, the lowest you can get, um, 50.35, I think it is. And uh, so I was talking with Bill um, yesterday or the day before, and he said, you remember when we were talking a few days ago? I said, yeah. He said, you know, I knew you had taken a hydrocordone. I've taken a couple of them over, uh, maybe two over the last, week and a half or so. I just take ibuprofen. That, that's fine for me. And he says, man, I knew you were taking one that day because you were sure talking. You were asking me questions that I couldn't figure out where they're coming from. He says, you sure were loopy. And that's one of the reasons, too, that I don't I don't take any of that kind of stuff. I'll take ibuprofen or a leave or something before I'll take a, a narcotic. And... Uh, but we just sat there and laughed about it. And he couldn't even remember what it was that I was saying, but he said he knew I was out of my mind. So, anyway, okay, guys, this, if you have a question, go ahead and type it in. Um, but for new guests, I'm going to start with that tonight because I know there's a couple. One right here that says, "Mike, how does this protect my privacy and the and the um, uh, protection of my assets?" Well, first of all, the first thing you do. It's, it's is understand that this is not a trust in in um, 
I can't think of the name of the court case, but it was called um, a um, it's called a contract trust. It is a private contract in trust form. It's a private contract in trust form. You get on well, our application when you fill our, out our application and you send it in. You no longer own anything. In the Rockefeller file, the Rockefellers say that, and I can send anybody a copy of the Rockefeller file that wants it. The really the only thing you have to, you should read if which is relevant. It's just a little paperback, but it was in a hardback a long time ago. I, I found an old copy of a hardback, so I've got that. But you only need to read the first twelve pages because that gives you the relevance of the the privacy and protection of your of how the Rockefellers uh, protect their assets. And what you do is contractually, when you turn in an application for our program, you are giving up ownership. That's what the Rockefellers say on page 8. Give up ownership, but retain control. And you can do that because this is a private contract. It's not based on any statutory uh, law in any of the states. Okay, not based on any law in any state, because as a private contract, it's linked directly to Article One, Section Ten of the Constitution of the United States, and um, because it's linked to the Constitution, it immediately becomes a federal document. You turn in your applic- your application. When we send you the documents back in in about four four weeks, four to six weeks. These documents are considered federal documents. They're a private contract. And and because they're linked to Article 1, Section 10, which says no state shall pass any law impairing the obligation of contract. No state shall pass any law impairing the obligation of contract. Now, on your application, you, you choose the names you want for your contract. And our creator, that's who you're making the contract for. Remember, got to have two two or more parties for a contract. Now, this is a private contract. This isn't any contract that's linked to any state law. It's just private between you and one other person. Um, so anyway, you, you, you pick the name for your trust or your, your contract trust. You pick the name and uh, you appoint who the, uh, the, the um, you pick who you would suggest for the trustees to be. And uh, you suggest, but you give up all ownership of all of your assets. But you you put your name in as the suggested trustee. And see, by doing this, and, and our creator of, of all our programs has no, uh, he has to have full authority to appoint whoever he wants as trustee because understand, the trustees are in total control of this program. Total control. If you're the trustee of your program, you are in total control of the pro, of the program. Now, what did I not say? I didn't say anything about ownership, did I? As a matter of fact, you give up ownership of all of your assets. You're the trustee. You just are an appointed trustee. The um, the creator of the trust appoints the first trustee, myself, and I in turn then appoint the second trustee, whoever I want. But if I see your name. On that uh, contract agreement, who do you think I'm going to appoint? I'm going to appoint you. And if I don't appoint appoint you, when you get the documents in four to six weeks, guess what? Don't sign them. 
and and let us know about it. And we'll change the name. We've never missed the not had the correct name on there yet, to my knowledge. And uh, we will we will take care of it for you immediately. Put the the correct name in, and um, that'll be it. So so um, you are immediately in control of the uh, program. Uh, okay, I will finish this in just a second, Firefox, and I'll get to you. Okay. Uh, is there some way that you can provide me with a power of attorney pertaining to meals at a medical facility? Not that I know of. Uh-uh. Sorry, Firefox. Uh, I can check into it for you, but there's I don't know of anything. So anyway, um, let's assume you get the documents back. Your name is on there. The names of the trust and the, and the LLCs that you pick are on there, Trust 1, Trust 2, and the LLCs if you're in the U.S. In Canada, we're putting it together now, so you just, um, you, you, there'll be a reduced price, but you get a, uh, you'll get a uh, corporation rather than, a, uh, rather than a, uh, an LLC. So, um, and by the way, in Canada, I will be the end of this month, 1st of February, I will be ma- meeting with the attorneys, a couple of attorneys that, that love the program up in uh, Toronto. So I'm looking forward to that. So anyway, you get your documents back in four to six weeks. You get everything signed. Now it's a legitimate private contract. It's not linked to any statutory uh, entity. Okay? Um, it's linked. Uh, just, you're, the, you're the appointed trustee. You are not just a regular trustee because if you were, they could sue you because a, a regular trustee, a statutory Trust trustee is the owner of a statutory trust and all the assets in the trust. So we get away from that. We've gotten the key to the program is to get away from that. So um, yes, there will be a training in Toronto right after I meet with these attorneys and get everything. I've talked with so many attorneys and paralegals and people in, in Canada. From one, I get one answer. From another, I get another answer. They just cannot. And right in the middle of the whole mishmash is the CRA and the Queen. So i got to get all these things straight. I'm tired of getting different answers from different people. And once we get it straight, um, we're going to get we're going to have this thing rocking and rolling up in Canada again. So um, anyway, um, the trustees are appointed. So no way can anybody sue the trustees for any fault of the trust itself, nor can they trust be sued for anything that the uh, trustees do. If you had a statutory trust and you had a car accident and uh, you were driving and you were a trustee, they could take everything in that trust. But because you're only an appointed trustee, you have no ownership of any of the property in the trust, so nobody can, uh, nobody can, can mess you up as far as that goes. Okay? Um, if the trust, if if the uh, if you get sued, they can't take anything from the trust. If you were a statutory trustee, they certainly could. Okay, there's Central New Jersey. I was wondering when you were going to come on tonight. So, guys, that's um, that's the key of what the trust does. It takes ownership out of your name. Right now, I can sue anybody out there that and take everything that you own in your name. You're a citizen of the United States. You're a citizen of Canada. And I can sue any citizen for any asset you own. And if you're brand new, you don't have to take my word for it right now. But 
listen to a few more calls, and, and we'll, I'll give you the uh, all of the uh, case law and everything that backs backs that right up. Okay, so that's um, I, I don't understand a power of attorney pertaining to meals at a medical facility. Um, not sure what you mean by that, to be honest with you. Okay, so if you want to explain it a little bit better to me, that'd be great. Geordie, how are you, my friend? It's good to hear from you. If my STS program starts a corporation in Canada or one of the provinces, yeah, that's what you want to start as a provincial corporation, then a board of directors is created to run that corporation. Absolutely. And uh, you can actually call them anything, but you will immediately sell the shares of that corporation to the trust and um, you will then become an appointed director. Okay? You can call yourself president, vice president, whatever whatever term you want to use. There's no hard hard rules that you have to call yourself a director. But you will sell the shares to the trust. Trust One now owns everything and it owns everything that it owned plus everything that was owned by that corporation. So there's no way anybody can touch it. Okay? Unless they want to pull an illegal scam. And, and believe me, I better not say that. If I said that the CRA was already doing that, I'd get myself in trouble and they'd come after me. Hmm. So I better not say that. Okay. And I had a good discussion with somebody about that a few days ago. So, um, that's what we're doing. We're getting every, and we've got the U.S. pretty much put together. But I've got to get, I've got to get answers and proof of answers. So that's why I'm making a trip, especially to Toronto, not for a, not for a seminar, not for a, uh, not for a uh, um, workshop. It's going to be strictly to get some right answers and have people show me how the how the right answers are. Um, but the, the directors are liable. Um, the directors are liable if they don't sell the shares to the um, um, trust. Okay, then they're just regular directors, and they're liable. That's why the directors. That's why the trust becomes the owner of the shares of the Canadian corporation, because now the trust is the owner of that corporation because it owns the shares, and um, and so the trust would be could be held liable if they could get, now, not if there's any vehicles in there or anything. We're not going to put any vehicles just like before. We don't put vehicles into the LLCs or into the trusts or into the corporations, okay? Same same thing. If they had a suit against you, Geordi, they couldn't get anything from the trust. You know, the trust owns everything. And, uh, and let's say your car had a car accident. Well, they couldn't sue the trust because you own the car. That's why we always keep the... Uh, we always keep the uh, vehicles owned by the individual. Jordy, you would own the car. You'd be the owner. And if you have a car accident, so be it. They can't sue you, um, or they can't get anything from you even if they sue you because you don't own anything. Everything's owned by the trust now. So you don't have to be, and sure, you'll be liable, but there's nothing they can get from you if you are liable, Okay. All of your investments, all of your assets are owned by a trust now, legally, lawfully, and uh, impenetrably, and revocably owned by a trust. So they can sue you, but all you've got is a, a couple um, 
Which was Calgary? Is it Calgary Flames, the hockey team? You just got a couple Calgary Flames um, memorabilia. Uh, so anyway, do you put a fifth wheel camper on into the truss? Yeah, of course you do. Um, a fifth wheel camper, yeah. Um, but no, no vehicles. Nothing that would be the impetus for the lawsuit. Okay, someone's got to pull that fifth wheel camper, and they will sue the person that owns the vehicle, and they would sue the. Um, they put whoever they they had all other personal camper campers. Now, keep in mind, you may be if a jury if you've got that camper in the trust, there may be as I'm thinking about this now because I'm not a camper. They may you may be some some slick attorney may may come after you and say, hey, wait a minute, that camper it can't pull itself. You have to. Um, it was part of the. Nah, I think it'd still be okay, but I would check with an attorney on a camper or something like that first, okay? Because it may be to where some attorney can find a loophole. I, they scared me on Canadian law because there's too many things that I thought I had down pat, and then some other attorney shows me something and he's got it a different way. So I don't. I, I'm not fully aware, of it, but we will. We will have people that in Canada that that can handle the law. But for right now, I would say, yes, you can put the camper right into the trust, okay? Um, so anyway, let's see. Thank you. Okay, that was that. Was that. Now we got a couple more questions. Jordy, I hope that answered your question, um, that you, you give up ownership. Remember, you give up ownership. So you sell the shares, which that's who owns the trust. The, the, that's who owns, yeah, the assets, the shareholders of the assets. And you transfer those, uh, all of the shares, you, you sell them to the trust. Now the trust is the owner, okay? And the trust will have a, a lien, a PPSA lien. The trust will have, there's no reason to even be able to sue the trust, okay? So now let me get to some of the questions. What about leasing vehicles instead of owning the vehicles? You know, that's just a matter of of doing what you want to do. I can't keep my lease. Um, I can't keep, you know, if you cause the accident, they're coming after you. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. No trust or corporation or anything is going to save you behind. If you were drunk and just speeding down the highway and this and that and uh, whatever you're doing or whatever whatever you're doing, if you do something that causes a problem, they're going to come after you because you caused the problem. If you're building a fire out in your backyard to burn some rubbish or burn some leaves or whatever it might be, and your fire got out of control, they're going to sue you. They're not going to sue the fire. They're going to sue you. Okay. Now, here's a good question. I've had an STS trust and LLC in place since April of 2011. Due to work injuries and cancer, my career ended in May of 2011. Have been on disability all this time and neither physical nor financial resources to work with the purpose for the purposes of the STS Trust as originally created. We're anticipating some excitement and financial relief from the near future RV. So how do we start over and use the current STS trust 
an LLC and an LLC? Um, how do we integrate it into our everyday lives? It's very simple. Your trust and RV, your your trust rather an LLC, your STS program is still in place. Okay, it's not going anywhere. Um, so all you do is is catch up with whatever debt you may owe, uh, back payments on the LLC or whatever. Open your bank account again if you had one before, uh, or if you still have one in the name of the trust or in the name of the LLC, and just go right on, just like you you always should have or whatever should have. You know, it's no big deal. And we when that happens, we will work with you to get you all all wired up again and flip the switch and the lights go on, okay? We'll get you all set there. There's nothing really you have to do. Um, just your, trust, your trust doesn't expire. Once you get your trust in place, as long as you pay the, the annual renewals for us so we can keep your trust in place, um, you're good. You're good to go. Nothing's changed, okay? Um, let's see. What do we have on that? If vehicles are not put into the trust, what is the role of the Schedule B3 vehicle equity transfer that transfers the equity into Trust 1? Okay, good question. Very good question. Schedule B3. Hold on. Okay. Schedule B3 simply says that maybe you've got a, uh, a lien on the, on the vehicle or something. And... and um, you don't want to put the trust in your name, I mean the vehicle in, in the, the name of the trust anyway, because if the vehicle gets sued or if you get sued that, because of something that vehicle did, you will lose everything in that trust. So we keep the vehicles out and on their own. doesn't matter if they sue you. You don't own anything. All your assets are in the trust, okay? Um, so if you if you own something, um, let's see, it's good to be 3D. So we want to keep... The equity is your is your money in that vehicle. It's equity, and catch this. Write it down. Don't miss it. I'm writing a little book article on equity right now, which will explain it very good if you take the time to read it. Equity is intangible personal property. Now, what do I mean by intangible? Let's use the equity in your home, for example. The your home, if you most people have mortgages on it, so we're going to assume you have a mortgage on it. And let's assume your house, uh, your home is four hundred thousand dollars, and you've got a mortgage of two hundred thousand. So that two hundred thousand in the mortgage belongs to the uh, mortgage company. That's their part. Your part. Who's the rest of that, that other 200000 Who does that belong to? Well, that's yours. That's your equity in that home. Equity is your dollars in something you own, whether it's a car, whether it's whatever it might be. If you buy uh, an investment, sometimes if you buy um, precious metals as um, as your as an investment, you buy it on, um, um, on a loan. You, you pay for part of it, and you get twice as much or something you make you're paying that off in in payments whatever's whatever's um paid off is yours that's equity that's your equity that's your your value in that particular home let's say that 200,000 is your money 
but you can't just go out and get it and spend it because it's it's in, within the mortgage. So it's intangible. It's yours, but you can't reach right out and get it, okay? And uh, that's your money in that home. Now, if nobody claims that equity, it's yours unless you, unless you don't claim it. If you don't claim it, the bank will claim it. Anybody that sues you will go after it. That's the easiest money for a lawyer to get from somebody. Equity. Equity in a home, equity in vehicles, equity in whatever, okay? So you've got to do something to claim that. And that's what Schedule B3 does. It says that that um, it says that this trust, you, you equity can be can be um, just like any other personal property. It can be sold, gifted, um, assigned. It can, you can do all kinds of things with equity. And and um, but if you don't do anything with it, it's out there for grabs. It's yours. But if you get sued. Anybody can make a claim on it. You want to get a claim on that, and that's what Schedule B three does. Your 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 vehicle. You don't want it in your name. I mean, you want it in your name. You don't want it in the name of the trust or anything. But you want to protect your equity, your personal property. Equity is personal property. You want to to protect that, and that's what Schedule B three does. It says that that uh, for certain consideration. Um, you have given all of the equity, which is personal property, your personal property. I don't care if it's $10 or $10,000. You've given that because you can't assign equity. You've assigned it to this trust, okay? Now, anybody, and then, then we'll put the lien on it and everything, but anybody that tries to come after the equity in your home, in your vehicle, and anything that you have an equitable position in, just like a... a um, a bank, if you bought a new car and they gave you the down the money for the down payment, if the car is forty thousand and they give you twenty thousand for a down payment, and so now the other twenty thousand is your equity in that vehicle, but you've got to claim it. Um, the mortgage company puts a puts a lien on a lien is how you protect equity. They put a lien on their portion of the mortgage. A bank puts a lien on their their their. Um, the amount you owe them for that vehicle that they've given you, um, you've got to do the same thing. And see, these simple little things are what the average person doesn't know about. We take care of all of that for you. And um, we make sure that you're in a position that every real or, or personal property, every bit of real or personal property you own is now owned by the trust. And you've got first claim on it. Okay, you're first in, in first place. First one to the bank to claim, but not on your house you won't be because the mortgage the mortgage company puts a lien on when you close on your house. So they're in first place, but just on what you owe the mortgage company, not all your other assets. We put a lien on every asset you've got because you've traded those assets for trust certificates. That's the consideration. Every contract uh, has to have consideration. Every loan has to have consideration. You give them your assets in return for trust certificates, which the U.S. Supreme Court has said is valid uh, equity in a in a contractual agreement. We've got you protected up one side and down the other. So, we we get that taken care of, and and now your home is is one hundred percent yours. Otherwise, see if, if somebody loses their home, what happens? They um, the bank sells the home. The bank takes the equity, and um, well, one second here. Um, 
the bank takes the equity, and most people don't even look back once they lose their home. So they um, they um, just lose it. The bank keeps it. Here we've we've had two occasions where people have well, we've had about six where they filed. They've lost their home in foreclosure. That's the one thing that the SCS program can't help you on. Uh, they've got first shot at it, the bank or whoever gave you your mortgage. So anyway, the uh, um, hold on one second. Let me get my computer screen back up here. Okay. Um, of course, the bank. Well, no, the bank isn't really entitled to take the equity of the home, but they'll get away with it if they can. Okay. Um, if they can get away with it, nobody's going to argue with them. So that's why we put a PPSA lien or a UCC lien on there, and we know when the, when the uh, so they have to notify your trust too, whenever the house is going to be foreclosed on, what they sold the house for, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And if they try to keep the money, we will let them know that we have a lien. Uh, your trust too will let them know that it has a lien on that particular property, and they will not sign anything and to give them a, a clean title to resell it or whatever until our lien is satisfied, okay, or as much as can be. And uh, so, you know, there's so many things with the STS program, so many things that are just, just, um, um, they're just common sense with this program. And as you get to know more and more about it, and how do you get to know more and more about it? Doing just what you're doing right now. You come, um, you come into the Monday night calls. Sure, they might be repetitious. They might be boring. But if it saves you $150,000 or somewhere down the road or, or whatever. Um, now, there's a question back up here. What about leasing vehicles instead of owning them? That's up to you. I can't I can't keep them within that twelve or 15,000-mile um, junction. So I, I, I just buy them myself. I deduct them. I have Bill deduct the... Uh, um, deduct the parts for me, for me, and uh, I go from there. I tried leasing a couple of times. Now, if you can lease a vehicle and stay within the fifteen or twelve or 15,000 miles for the year, that's fine. That might be whatever floats your boat, you know, whatever works for you, okay? Um, if vehicles are not put in a trust, what is the role of Schedule B3? That's what it is, to protect the equity that you hold so that your trust one protects the equity in that vehicle. Okay. Um, if you have any any more questions about that later, uh, send me an email and we'll chat about it sometime during the week. Okay. Um, see, Michael, please clarify. Corporate shares are sold to Trust One, right? Right. The PP. No, they're not corporate shares. They're yeah. Um, the corporate shares are sold to Trust One, correct. Mm -hmm. The PPSA creditor is Trust Two. Maybe I misunderstood the sale of the corporate shares. Yes, you did. When the when the with the, um, um, the corporation is now owned by the trust. Okay, so everything in the corporation is owned by the trust. Corporation, the PPSA creditor is trust. No, the PPSA creditor, yeah, because they get the they get the um, it now owns the corporate shares. Trust two, yeah, 
And um, the, um, let me make sure I'm saying this right. Okay. So now the trust owns all of the shares, which means it owns everything in trust two. So now if, if you go to put on a PPSA lien, um, you'll want that in trust two. You'll want to, you'll want to, before you do that, you'll want to switch um, corporate shares for uh, trust one shares. That way we've got the shares over into the, of trust two, over into the trust one, where trust one's now owning it. You only want trust two in there because you want a, a different name. You can't be, can't be leaning yourself, okay? Now, what else do we have here? Could trust one could trust one set up a nonprofit foundation bank account um, yeah but I don't know why you would want to do that is it no need to purchase a separate foundation trust not at all a foundation is not a trust either um, two separate things but they they um, foundations are one of the one of the at least in the U.S., and that's one of the questions I've got for the lawyers in Canada about setting up a foundation, because they are the most. Um, they check every year. They check every every nook and cranny in a foundation. Every I's got to be dotted. Every T's got to be crossed. I would talk to somebody. And we don't do foundations per se, but I would. Um, if you want to do a nonprofit, whatever it is they've got in a nonprofit trust in Canada. Yeah, talk with somebody that really knows nonprofit, though. It's a whole different ballgame. Um, I've, I've tried to talk to some people in Canada about nonprofit, and all they did was confuse me. Uh, I'm confused about nonprofits. I don't know why anybody would want to do that, but um, they do it in uh, uh, in the U.S., too, and it, it's more headache. And even Bill Kelly will tell you it's more headache than it's worth. So there is no way that some slick lawyer could argue that transferring vehicle equity is transferring the vehicle into the trust. No way at all. Equity and and you're transferring, just like in your house. If I transfer the equity of my house to a bank for a loan or something, can they say that now the bank owns half of that? No, they own the equity. And as soon as I pay the loan back, I'm done. They uh, they can't say that... that um, they can't say that the bank owns. They own if if they give you um, uh, if you give them the the if you assign the equity. But that's why we've got trust two, so you don't get anybody else involved. Uh, you put the equity into trust two. Now tr- trust two has an equitable position in that in the assets of that uh, uh, in the assets of the corporation because it got the corporation got shares from trust two in return for the equity from the. Uh, from the transaction, okay? So, bank, uh, I thought the bank could not take the equity. The bank cannot take the equity if Trust 2 has a lien on it, okay? Uh, who's Cobra PA? The bank can't touch the equity if you first have a lien on it from, from Trust 1 or from the, uh, corpor- yeah, from Trust 1 because the corporation owns Trust 1. Um, so that's that part of it. Okay. Well, we got a bunch of questions here. How would a trust such as this affect property taxes claim owned by the county? Well, it's got to pay. The trust has to pay the county taxes, yeah. 
You're not going to get out of taxes in any way, shape, or form. And we don't do taxes. Um, we leave that between you and your tax professional. My property, when originally purchased, was put on tax rolls by lender. Uh, not sure. Are you in Missouri Republic? Are you in U.S. or oh, Missouri? You're in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. They put on the tax rolls, and if people get behind on the taxes, somebody else. Matter of fact, a lot of people do purchase those tax uh, tax rolls so that they can get uh, part of ownership in that property. Yes, twelve. Trust one buys the shares. Trust one buys the shares. All the equity is transferred through the LLC to Trust Two. Trust two only has an equitable interest and not the legal title. That's correct. It only owns the equity, so that's what it, uh, trust two, in, a, in an effort to protect their equitable position, they put a lien on it. That's just what your mortgage company does when they protect the, uh, when they protect the um, equity you've got in your house, they put a lien on it, an, uh, an equitable lien. How can one permanently remove property from tax rolls? You know, that's for your state or province or whatever it might be. I have no idea what they do in Missouri regarding the uh, the tax um, permanently remove it from the tax rolls. I don't know how long they're good for. I don't know if they're good for you have to pay them each year. I don't. I have no idea. You'd have to go down and and check with the assessor or the county recorder or whoever and find out how you do that. Um, let's see. Then can I set up a bank account with Trust One solely to help the poor and needy? What do I call this account? You can call it whatever you want. Um, I've got several um, bank accounts for my one trust. I've got one for tax purposes, one for payroll. I've got one for supplies. I've got even with my uh, steel erection company. I keep I keep all of that in different. I keep see, and when you're buying real estate, what's the motto? Location, location, location. When you're per, when you're protecting your assets, it's it's um, um, just to keep everything private. Okay, uh, you don't want anybody anybody and everybody to know about it. So you keep it private in its own little space, own little LLC or whatever it might be. Um, okay, Got another question here. Keep keep typing them in if you got some. In a secondary signature party on a bank account, such as a POD, um, identify, identified party be claimed on a UCC1 filing as an asset to secure the, to secure the account. In a secondary signature, we've got a lot of our, most of our people that if it's a dual account, they... Uh, they both have uh, access to it, but they you don't have to both be you don't have to have a two signature check though. Can a secondary signature party on a bank account identify, identified party be claimed on a UCC filing as an asset? Yeah, you can't claim claim them as an asset. They're a uh, they're a trustee and they're a contractor to the uh, to the UCC lien. Although it may be a future time frame by demise of the primary account owner. Well, when that happens, if something did happen to the primary account holder, yes, you should have a, a, a secondary person on there uh, just to take over the account when something did happen, okay? But um, you don't claim them on a UCC-1 because um, you don't have anything to do with the UCC-1. The trust the trust has the UCC-1, okay? Uh, or the trust, too, has a UCC. 
They they claim it. Hey Mike, just wondering if there's a DVD that contains all document updates to the program. Also, is there a complete updated document to the A to Z process? Just wondering. Thanks. Well, we ran that through the Board of Trustees, and that would be, you know, as little, we, you've got everything you need to understand the basic laws of this STS program. You've got the, um, you've got the, uh, the uh, Green Book, which is, which tells you what, what is, um, gives you step by step to getting your program set up and activated. It tells you what you can do. It's got a teaching trust right in there with it. You're right. Separation, separation, separation. Mm-hmm. The um, so in other words, you've got and you've got the Monday night calls. You know how many people take advantage of the Monday night calls? Very few. There are a couple thousand clients, and we only get a few. Uh, and but yet, because it's easier just to, to even though you've had your program for a couple of years, it's easier just to call me and 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 I'll take the time to answer your questions. Because I can tell when somebody asks a question, just like one of the first questions asked today, one of the simplest programs about the whole STS program, one of the simplest questions, rather, about the whole STS program. And, guys, it, it, it um, you've got everything you need. All the questions can be answered right through what you've got with your program, okay? And um, we're going to be making some changes there because... I just I'm so backed up now with questions, and, and the overwhelming majority of them are just simple questions that are on the on the material you got when you got your program. When a person gets when they get their program, okay. Um, so you got to you got to do some for something for yourself. You'd pay you'd pay hundreds of dollars for the information you're getting tonight from a, from a uh, from an attorney. If they charge you four fifty an hour, they'll charge you an hour for what. What one question you've asked me? So we've got to get that um, straightened out. In Missouri and all states, there is no law requiring a private property to ever be put on the tax roll. Well, evidently there's something in Missouri. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't check everything. This is a. This is a national. This is a federal program. The minute you get your program started, it is a federal document. And each state has its statutory laws that come in behind that. Okay, so you're going to have some of these things. You're just going to have to ask um, your local, call them up or whatever. But you're going to have to uh, ask your in Missouri there your your local uh, people and ask them about this. I've never even heard of it to be honest with you. I've heard. I take that back. I have heard of of um, the, the the private laws regarding. Tax, the tax laws in different where people can buy them, uh, you know, buy on the tax rolls. If somebody's behind, they haven't got their taxes paid, somebody can come in behind them and, and buy it. Um, yeah, this isn't this isn't anything about Missouri tax laws. We don't we just protect assets. That's all we do. Uh, a house on a patented house on patented land is private property, and not real estate, or a or a something. Residential, or am I? I don't know. I have no idea about private land. What we do is we put your assets. You give up your assets, and we put them in the correct places. One in a trust, two in an LLC, that nobody can ever touch them. That's all we do. I do try to help out a little bit when somebody, but I don't know anything about these. I know what they are. I don't know that every state has them or not, but I do know 
that um, I don't know about. The, I, I do know if you don't pay them, somebody can come in behind you and pay them after a certain date. That's all I know about them. Okay. So, anyway, here's another question. Uh, hey, Mike, just wondering, is there a DVD? We were going to do that at one time, but and, and we sent uh, we sent some of our stuff out to some people, and guess what? Within six months, they're calling me and asking me the questions that are answered on that DVD. So we, I said, heck with it. If they want to learn about this program that they're investing a good dollar in, they've got to come to the Monday night calls. They've got to invest an hour and a half out of their week uh, to go to college at 8 o'clock by calling me up. And um, um, once they once they, uh, once they have a question, they send it in to me by email, and I, I answer it on the, uh, on the questions on the Monday night call. So just give me a... Give me a um, question and I'll get it answered for you. Okay? And if I don't know the answer to it, I'll, I'll have it for you by the next week's call. Um, many expect to have significant earnings this year. Some from investments, others from currency exchanges, including Bitcoin. Every year, more and more attorneys are graduating from law school. They are hungry. Every day there seems to be a number, another lawsuit. It's like you know some of the some of those involved. Yes, I do. There is no such thing as an outright win when it contain when it concerns a lawsuit. Unless the lawsuits are legal, my friend. Stress will come to play and that is more that is more the, the devastating to to most. And that is more devastating to most. Yeah, I agree with you. Stress comes with every lawsuit. Imagine reducing or eliminating that stress. We do that. That's the number one thing we get back from our clients, those that have taken the time to learn and know what this program is about. This is how simple it is. When you start this program, you own nothing. We've had six to 800 uh, lawsuits against our clients over the last six, seven, eight years, and we've never had a single, never lost a single asset to date. Because once we send, when they get a lawsuit, here's your your responsibility to send me a copy of that lawsuit. The, the law firm, the the, the, uh, the only place where we that they don't care about the law is the CRA, and I can't do anything about that. In most instances, they've dropped it; they just let it go. But once I send them a letter informing them and letting them know that you own nothing, it's owned by you, you transferred everything legally, lawfully, contractually, and irrevocably to a trust, they drop it. They're not going to waste their time. There's no art, There's no attorney in the country that's going to, U.S. or Canada, that's going to waste his time when he knows he's not going to get anything out of it. Sure, he can get a judgment against you for, for $5,000 or $5 million. doesn't matter. And then you just tell him, hey, I own nothing. Even my income has been assigned. So you can continue the lawsuit, and I'll have to get a state-appointed attorney, but I own nothing. And see, guys, that's the first thing you learn about this program, is that when you start your program, you own nothing. Yet I get questions every couple of weeks about, well, Mike, with my program, well, wait a minute, it's not your program. You don't own that program. If, you would, if people would just keep that simple hypothesis in their mind, there, there would be nothing they would have to worry about, nothing. I don't know. Go ahead and sue me. I don't own anything. But you don't tell anybody that. You refer them. Anybody that comes after you, you refer them to me. And I send them the letter, 
you're not you just say hey i've got a trust and i i have no control over the trust here's the trustee's name you can contact him if you want by email and guys i i love doing it i love shutting these attorneys down right in their right in their tracks okay let's see what else we got here um, sorry if i'm asking questions about protecting assets which are private property See, you can transfer any of your private property into the trust, and you have no ownership. There's no way anything can be done to them. Once they're put in a trust, that's the end of it. I just don't know about the tax issues. This is not a tax issue program. We we have nothing to do with taxes, and um, we just show you how to protect you. We've got we've got a lot of people that uh, Missouri client clients in Missouri or Missouri Republic, however you want to refer to it. Um, don't get so hung up on that. This is for the everyday working blue-collar person, as well as doctors, lawyers, and Pete. We've got some clients that are worth over $100 million. doesn't matter. It's a simple program where you give up ownership of all your assets, whatever this property is. You can put it right into the trust. Now, you don't own it, so they can't come to you for anything. Um, if, if Missouri is so much different, I would, I would contact. Uh, I'd, I'd get to know a little bit more about it, but we don't do that. We just simply protect, we put your assets into the trust and now they're protected. The trust owns them, not you. Okay? That's just, that's the black and white, simple um, simple uh, program that we've got here. Okay? All it is. Okay. And, and you're not you're not bothering me at all. You're, I'm, you're not a pain in the neck or anything about it. I understand what you're trying to learn, but you just got to understand that we can protect your property so that nobody can touch it. If you don't own it, what can they take from you? Can they? And because you've you've um, you've sold, or you you've actually contractually exchanged your property for for um, trust certificates, which the U.S. Supreme Court says is a valid transaction. Um, if you've done that, nobody can take them from you. A lawyer comes after you for whatever reason. Boy, I don't own anything anymore. I gave it all up a while back. This trust owns it. And they come after me, and I'll give them a letter back, and I'll give them all of the um, all of the legal um, cases that back it up. That back up what I'm telling them. Okay. So that that's that as far as that goes. You're not bothering me a bit, but I just don't have the answers for your, uh, as Chappie said, for the, for the, the the venue that you're asking about isn't what these calls are based on, okay? Um, many expect significant earnings this year, some from, okay, from venues, yep. If you're going to see every every year more and more attorneys, yeah. Don't worry about all the attorneys. Transfer your assets into a pure contract trust, and that attorney can't touch those assets. You don't own them. You have nothing to do with them. Um, They've all dropped their lawsuits, except for two. And we won both of those as well. One was a $2 million case. Um, this is the most powerful program. It was developed by the super wealthy. I, In my research, I did the Rockefellers and the uh, Kennedys and the um, DuPonts. Okay? So believe me, I did six years of research till I, I felt comfortable. I had it absolutely right, and I do. If you could answer for me regarding minutes for trust also, minutes for LLC, minutes for trust is signed by trustees, correct? Mm-hmm. Minutes 
for LLC is signed by trustees. No, that's not correct. They're 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 signed by the the um, by the LLC managers. The managers sign for the LLC. The trustees sign for the trust. Okay, just asking why minutes for the LLC would not be signed by managers. They are to be signed by managers. If we made a mistake on that, send it to our office and we will reprint the documents and get them right back to you. Um, let's see. Won't ask again, LOL. Only of those just got to know things. Once I know it, I won't ask again. Yep, that's perfect. Just just if if there is some, take make a copy of it and send it back to our office and we'll get it corrected immediately. Or else just send the office a little notice letting them know where the... Uh, on what pages of the trust or the LLC that the misprint has happened, and we'll look on your file, and we will get it corrected right then and there. Mike, my wife is applying for state and local benefits. Okay. Um, She has dementia, and I am her representative. We are now in the stage of where they want financial info, that is, banks, income, etc., my plan is to give them only the trust name, a bunches of eight. Um, excuse me, I didn't mean to say that. With your name as a trustee, is this correct? That's fine. Yep. And when they contact me by email, I will send them a letter back, letting them know that some time ago, for estate planning purposes, you and your wife put everything into a contractual and irrevocable trust. Um, that's fine. Give them my information. I have told them no one no income, assets of $1,000 in cash. for per- They can't get any information on the trust. Totally separate entity, and you have no no ownership in it, okay? Uh, that's fine. I've told them no income. Well, you you got to show a little bit of income because they know you've got to eat, okay? Every, they know you're going to have to purchase some, some personal um, items throughout the course of each month. I fully expect the challenge of this approach. You won't. We beat them every time. Okay, your thoughts. Just give them my name and my email address, and uh, I will wait for their contact. Okay, and I'll have a I'll have a letter prepared for them immediately. Okay, that's what I will do. Okay, let's see where we at. Guess 37. I guess Trust One could set up a humanitarian aid um, bank account that would be appropriate to help the needy. Yeah, you can do that. Um, matter of fact, you can set up a foundation if you want. If you're in the U, I don't know how to do it in, in uh, um, Canada, but in the U.S., you can contact Bill Tully. He, uh, our clients who do want foundations, he's the one that has the expertise. He um, there's no better tax man in the country. He's just a, a very knowledgeable person in this area. He can help you set up a um, um, foundation if you want one. Okay, and if you want his information, just um, send me an email. My email address for everybody that doesn't have it is m p g protect p r o t e c t m p g protect at aol.com okay very simple very simple uh, email address 
And for those of you that want to, you know, you've listened for a while now on the Monday night calls, you've talked to your friends that have a program, you want to get your program started so that you're protected once and for all. Because believe me, once you have a car wreck, once you have that, that IRS or CRA incident, we can't help you at that point. Too late. You've got to be. You've got to have a trust set up prior to that, or or it, it'll it'll be like a. Uh, it won't be. They'll, they'll you'll go after it. They'll go, and if you wait till the last minute, they'll get you for fraudulent con- conversion. Fraudulent conversion. So you don't want to wait until after something happens. If this sounds good to you, and it is, it's the most powerful program in the world, bar none, to to keep your assets, protect your cash. Once it's in a trust bank account and not in your name, guys, nobody can take it. They can't touch it. Okay. And so if you've got if you've got something that's going to be um, if you've got an investment of some type that's going to be um, cashing in here in the near future, you better be protected before it happens because otherwise they'll come after you and they will. If you still own that investment personally, then it's you own the money. I don't care. I don't care if you if you um, if you put it in in a in one of your Maybe you've got a bank account or a, uh, an LLC or something. If, if it's yours, if it's your LLC and not the trust, doesn't belong to the trust, guys, they'll, they'll freeze your account in a heartbeat. I've seen it happen many, many, many times. Okay, they'll go after anything you as a person have. If you've got a checking account or a savings account in your name, if you've got a foundation in your name, if you've got a an LLC in your name or a corporation, anything you own, if it's in your name, you own it. I don't care if you if you put the money in it and then it then it um, it RVs and then um, uh, it comes back and and um, you move it out into an, into a trust in ten minutes because you owned it at the time of the at the time of the RV they'll come after you okay they're coming directly after you and whether it's the IRS or the CRA. They will immediately freeze your accounts until you come into them and give them all kinds of answers of who owned this at the time of the RV. So, okay. Do we have any other questions tonight? Anybody else got a question on the computer? I've answered all the questions we've got on the uh, in the through email this week. So be be uh, be prepared. Go ahead if you want to start your program. Contact me via email. And we'll get you all set up. We'll tell you you can only apply online anymore, but we'll, we'll show you how to do that. We'll get you all set up. But if that's it, I, we're going to get a little bit of an early quit tonight. I thank you very much for putting in the time to, to listen to the program. And uh, Michael, can I chime in on the phone for a question? Yes, you can. Press star eight. Press star eight. And um, let me see what we got here. There you are in Montana. Okay, press star eight, and now I'm going to click you on. Okay, Montana, you are on the line. What's up? Hey, Mike. This is Mike from Montana. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, I've got a couple of questions. My wife and I are looking at trying to do a couple of different things this year, and uh, um, one of them is about stocks. If, If we buy stocks and start doing that kind of stuff, Mm-hmm. We open up a trade account under a LLC because we have we've got the trust one, the LLC and the trust two. Would we want to um, open up a second 
LLC and do stocks in that exclusively, or how would we go about that, doing that? You're exactly right. That you want to separation, separation, separation is what you look for when you're trying to preserve your wealth. Um, so you would uh, uh, open up a second, open up a Montana LLC, or I think for stocks, it's just going to be you guys investing on your own, right? Right. Right. Yeah, we'll just open. It's much simpler. We'll open you up an Indiana LLC, and that'll give you a little more privacy too. And then you just uh, run your transactions right through that. The only thing you'll have in it is is investments, and and they're not in your name. And you have uh, uh, so there's no reason that anybody would have a have a a reason to sue that LLC. Stock can't do anything illegal. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So then, yeah, the funding for that. Would that come out of the funds that we have sitting in Trust One? Yeah, you can pay either out of Trust One or out of the, your existing LLC. It doesn't matter. Trust One would be the best. Um, okay. Yeah, just just um, call the office. Do you, have, do you have Patty's phone number? Um, I'm not sure if I do. Hey, let me give it to you, okay? Okay. It's 219-776-7000. Uh, Go ahead. Two one nine seven seven six. What was the last four? Six eight one one. Okay. And tell her you want a uh, additional LLC, Indiana LLC application. Okay. Okay. And I'll send I, I, email it right out to you. Depending on your answer to this next question, I might be doing two of them. I'm not sure. We're looking at building a. Uh, um, a house uh-huh. this year, kind of a spec house, buy, sell, uh, build, mm-hmm. sell type of thing. And then um, there's a couple of rental properties that we're looking at as well. So um, would the, could all three of those go into the same entity, another separate LLC as well? Or what yes. would be the best way to go about that kind of business? That one would have to be a Montana LLC, though. You're going to be doing business probably right in Montana, in right? Montana. Yeah, that's correct. Yep, tell her you want one for a Montana LLC as well. Or just, just she'll just send you the application. We'll, we'll make it a You put on there, it's, it's it'll say what state it's going to be for, and you put Montana on that, okay? Okay. All right, All right. super. Mike, good to hear from you, brother. Yeah, likewise. Hey, I hope to catch up with you somewhere along the t- this time this year, catch you at one of your seminars. That sounds like a great. We're going to be up in Salt Lake City in the not-too-distant future. That would be great. I've never been to Salt Lake City. That's a good reason to go there. That'd be good. Good to meet you. Okay. Okay. All right. Take care. Thanks for your time. Bye. Okay, brother. Okay, we got one here in Central New Jersey. Okay, Central New Jersey, you're on the call. How can I help you? Michael? Yes. This is Irene Bashir. Hi. Hey, how are you? Um, Still with health issues, you know, and needing prayers. And I'm just, I just got on especially to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart from all of us you are so kind and so generous to spend so much time with us like this all the time and i really appreciate it and i just wanted you to know that thank you very much it's good to hear that once in a while i uh I just do what what my job is. Uh, well, you go above and beyond. You you go definitely above and beyond. It's wonderful. And thank you again. Thank you. Okay, thank okay. you. Okay, Bye-bye. you're welcome. Okay, honey. Bye. Bye. Okay, anybody wants to on the phone? 
press star eight. Star eight. Okay, let me see here a second. A couple more questions we got up here. Uh, who is it? That was guest 37. Um, phone conversation regarding, I sent email regarding notaries in Canada. Yes, can you please address? Yeah, I will. Um, do me a favor. Um, send me, I, I remember seeing your email. Send me another email requesting information about the notaries and the, and the um, uh, what are they? Um, the other guys that begin with C. <laughs> uh, anyway, we've got people in, in, uh, in from Winnipeg to Calgary that can give you a hand with that. They can send you to people that are, it basically costs you nothing. I know, and that, that was one of my first big beefs about Canada, how much these, especially these attorneys and these uh, people want to charge for a darn notary, um, just a notary stamp. My goodness. Um, I, let's see. I, okay, yeah. Send that to me, mpgprotectedaol.com, and I will get right back with you with the name of the people where you're at that can help you. Uh, let's see, guest 35, Michael, I sent, he, uh, no, Missouri Republic. I have a contract trust and it was and was told it is just like the Rockefellers and my, there are no others other than ours that are just like the Rockefellers. I know three private attorneys, they check these things all the time. They just, have, one guy has seven clients is all and he makes eight figures a year, so do the math. Um, really, and I'm not saying that, if, if there's five basic components. I get asked this all the time, and, and these three private attorneys have gotten in touch with me and said, Mike, you're the only one. The one's been a friend of mine for quite a while, and he says, you know, I knew you were good at research, but you're the only one that's found all five components that I'm aware of. Um, and my assets were untouchable. I want to speak with you about my situation. I'll be happy to uh, send me an email with your name and phone number, and I will get back to you tomorrow or the next day, okay? Probably tomorrow. I don't think my schedule's too tight tomorrow. I'd be happy to t talk with you, okay? Um, there's um, Dave and Rita. God bless you, and I appreciate that. Speedy recovery. Well, I'm hoping so. You bet. I don't like being sick. Uh, Michael, would you please type your email? Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Would you please type your email address for accuracy and how to contact you privately? Hey, Hillary. Hillary, can you do that for me? I don't mean Hillary. I mean, oh, God, no wonder my tongue just swelled up. Hildy, can you do that for me? Um, put it, oh, wait a minute, I don't know how to do it. I, I figured this out the other day. Let me see if I can get it done. MPG. AOL.com. CMPG protected AOL.com. There it is. Should be there anyway. There it is. Yeah. MPG protected AOL.com. I hope that helps you. Commissioner of O's, thank you. I haven't had a call for so long, I forgot some of these things now. I gotta start using them on a, on a weekly basis so I remember what everything is. So, okay. Thank you for you are very and I'm looking forward to uh I'm looking forward to talking with you. Just uh, remember when you put on the subject line, this is Missouri Republic. So I remember who it is, okay? 
All right. Any other questions? If not, my friends, I am going to call it a night. And thank you so much for taking the time to um, taking the time to uh, join our call tonight. It's always better when I see a lot of people on it because I know there's more people there. Hopefully, getting a little bit of help. And uh, God bless each one of you. And I will see you next next Monday, same time, same station. Good night. Thank you. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.